guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we get to conclude this week of the Sermon on the Mount of Matthew 6 and 7 with oftentimes what's one of the most misunderstood concepts, and it's the concept of judging others. I've often heard people say that members of the church are super judgy. I don't necessarily buy that. I mean, we can be, but it's not just members of the church. I think it's humans. I think humans have, we have a default thing within us where I think we tend to go a little bit more judgmental than we ought to be, which is why Jesus taught us this in Matthew chapter 7. Now you go to Matthew 7 verse number 1, it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. Thank goodness for the Joseph Smith translation. These are the words which Jesus taught his disciples that they should say unto the people, Judge not unrighteously that ye be not not judged, but judge righteous judgment. Now we'll talk more about that in a moment. You continue on with verse two, for with that judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with that measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And we talked about that in Luke six with the given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? It's interesting when you read other versions, it talks about like a log or something just huge in your way. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull the mote out of thine eye. Behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrites, there's that word again, the play actor. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And again, that's something that we all struggle with. If you have a pulse, you struggle with judgment. It's something we all do. And I think it's something we all are trying to overcome. I love that Elder Oaks talked about this. He gave a BYU devotional that was wonderful. It was back in 1998. I think it was March of 98. It was called Judge Not and Judging, which I find interesting because President Oaks was a judge. Uh, So he was someone who understood this concept of judging. So with this concept of judging righteously, he said, I have been puzzled that some scriptures command us not to judge and others instruct us that we should judge and even tell us how to do it. But as I have studied these passages, I've become convinced that these seemingly contradictory directions are consistent when we view them with the perspective of eternity. The key is to understand that there are two kinds of judging. Final judgments, which we are forbidden to make, and intermediate judgments, which we are directed to make, but upon righteous principles, like it said there. First, I speak of the final judgment. That is the future occasion in which all of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged according to our works. I believe that the scriptural command to judge not refers most clearly to this final judgment, as in the Book of Mormon declaration that man shall not judge, for judgment is mine, saith the Lord. Thus, we must refrain from making final judgments on people because we lack the knowledge and the wisdom to do so. We would even apply the wrong standards. The world's way is to judge competitively between winners and losers. The Lord's way of final judgment will be to apply his perfect knowledge, and thank goodness of that, his perfect knowledge of the law a person has received and to judge on the basis of that person's circumstances, motives, and actions throughout his or her entire life. In contrast to forbidding mortals to make final judgments, the scriptures require mortals to make what I will call intermediate judgments. These judgments are essential to the exercise of personal moral agency. We all make judgments in choosing our friends, in choosing how we will spend our time and our money, and of course in choosing an eternal companion. 
Nicodemus. Some of these intermediate judgments are surely among those the Savior referenced when he taught that the weightier matters of the law include judgment. So the trick is not to just not judge, but it's to learn how to properly judge. I think it's the difference between being judgmental and being judicious. One of them we are commanded not to do. Other ones we are commanded to do in the use of our agency. And so I love that idea there. It's so hard though, because sometimes we default to the judgmental. I remember early on in my career, uh, I had a teacher that I taught with. He was kind of a mentor of mine. And I remember I'd, I'd been teaching maybe a year or so, still trying to figure out how to you know, work with teenagers and to be able to have good experiences in the seminary classroom with my classes. And I remember walking into his class one day after kind of a frustrating day. Some kids were not acting the way they should or you know, whatever. And I walked into his classroom and I just sat there in his classroom and I was just chatting with him. And I noticed in his classroom, it was in a place that only he had this. He had the letters TTLV. And it was just in a place where he could see it. If, you, if you're standing there in the classroom, you can kind of see it there. And I, and I saw it and I was like, what does TTLV mean? And he looks at me and smiles and he says, it stands for take the long view. And I said, okay, explain. And he said, you know that sophomore kid sitting in your class who's just sitting there, he's not interested. He just comes in and puts his head down. He doesn't seem like he's interested at all. He said, take the long view on that kid. Don't judge him at that moment for the way he's acting, but take the long view. Keep an eternal perspective. Like Elder Oaks said, you got to look at it in eternity. If you'll understand that this kid's going to be a good missionary someday, he's going to be a great husband and father. He's going to be a wonderful bishop or stake president. And he says, as I look at that, it helps me remember that this kid right now, there is more to him than just this kind of not interested teenager. He's a great kid who Heavenly Father loves and is going to make some great things out of him. And that changed me. Now, there have been times over the years where I have defaulted back to that. I remember just a few years ago, I had a student in my classroom, kind of that similar idea coming in, not interested, you know, rolling eyes when I say, all right, let's go to your scriptures. I'll be like, oh, whatever. Oftentimes I'm tempted to be like, oh, this kid is not interested. And all of a sudden you're making a final judgment call. And we, we got to be so careful with that because just last week, I went to the temple, and as I was going through the temple, I was leaving the temple, I saw this student standing there as a greeter at the temple, and they just looked at me and smiled and said, hey, Brother Crim, and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? And in my mind for a minute, the judgmental side of me was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? That's wrong, I shouldn't act that way, but what I saw was this person filled with light and goodness. They actually said to me, they said, did you ever think I would be at the temple? And in my mind, I'm like, mm. I had my moments where I didn't think that, but as I looked at them, it was a reminder to me to not be judgmental and not to just sit there and just judge someone on that particular moment. You gotta keep the eternal perspective. You gotta take the long view. That has been one of the best pieces of advice to me. And that is what has kept me from striving to be less judgmental in my life. To be judicious is good and to judge righteously. We are commanded to do that but let's stay away from assigning people to kingdoms from what we understand about them at this moment. That's not fair. We do not have the, the knowledge of God to be able to do that. I'm going to let him do what he does so well in working with that person. And then I need to give that person every benefit of the doubt and be able to judge 
righteously. And again, that's easier said than done. Everything in the Sermon on the Mount, when you look at it, it's like, oh, this makes so much sense. It is easier said than done, but it is still something that the Savior wants us to become to be able to become more like him. I love the Sermon on the Mount. I'm grateful for what it teaches me, and I know that it's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.